It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down, break it all down the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome into the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. The phone number is 547 1610. The email 610KONA.com. The bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you would like to say on Twitter at bottom line 610, Facebook, the bottom line 610. And you can find us on the free mobile app through the Google Play and the Apple stores. Rob Francis and Ed Dawson with you. I hope everyone had a fun and safe Independence Weekend. A nice three-day weekend for many. So hope everybody did enjoy it. Um, quite a few things for us to touch on as we come back. Um, we could we could begin with um, something that that maybe the governor of Washington State is having a V eight moment with. <laughs> um, okay. So you know, I just ugh, wish I would have thought of that. Uh, the White House is considering becoming vacuum cleaner salesmen. <laughs> Something like that. And going door to door. See, Joe, President Biden, President Magoo, is a little upset that he missed his July 4th 70% vaccinated mark around the countries. He's disappointed that he missed that. So he he feels that that the US government needs to step up its game in getting people vaccinated. And so um, instead of hearing Avon calling at your front door, it's going to be Hi We'd like to talk to you about a vaccine. Yeah. Here's the thing. There, there's 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 issues. There's, there's quite a few there's, issues. There's with some this. issues with there's this. There's a few issues with this. Uh, okay, so let me let me back up and and I will I I'm not going to defend this at all, but let's let's look at it from one perspective, okay? Uh one perspective is what they're basically what the administration is telling us is that people are not getting vaccinated because they're not aware, uh, they're not properly educated uh, enough to, you know about this topic, not in general necessarily, but that there's so much misinformation on social media that they're not getting the the straight answer about how great vaccinations are. So the administration is, this is one idea to get more of the population vaccinated, uh, because as of right now, it's still a choice. But they want to make sure that you make the correct choice in their in their viewpoint. So they're one of the ideas on the table, and there are a few, is this Outreach, this targeted outreach, where they will go to areas of the country that have lower vaccination rates 
than others. I don't know what the, the threshold will be, but I'll tell you right now, in Washington State, Benton and Franklin County are well below or well behind much of the rest of the state, for example. And it's that way through much of eastern Washington compared compared to western Washington. That shouldn't shock anybody. But Benton and Franklin County are significantly further behind, um, you know, 10, 12 percent. Uh, behind much of the rest of the state. So their idea is if they could just talk to people about the vaccine, they're confident that more people will get the vaccine. Here's one of the problems. They know who has not gotten the vaccine. Mm Mm-hmm. Even though we've been told forever that our health information is private, how would they know where to go in Benton or Franklin County or anywhere else across the country if they didn't have a master list to go from? You, you get, I mean, when you get the vaccine, you have your personal information there. That's documented. They, you know, the... The local health district and certainly the uh, the state and the CDC nationally have a list of who has gotten the vaccine. So it's simple math to find out who has not gotten the vaccine. So that's one issue that people are having. Another issue is that as more time goes on, I think more and more people have more and more questions and concerns about the vaccine than they do feel better. You know, if you have not gotten the vaccine so far and it's been out for what, six months, roughly. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you have not gotten the vaccine six months in, is there anything or anyone that would change your mind. I mean, I'm being serious. That's that's an honest question. You know, is is somebody from the federal government knocking on your door asking if you'd like to know more about the vaccine? Is that conversation going to make you see the light and want to get the vaccine? Uh, I, I don't know. I I I just get the I feel that. The people who want to get vaccinated have or are in the process of, you know, waiting for their second dose or whatever, I, that the number of people that really want to get vaccinated or even if they're on the fence, they're leaning towards getting vaccinated, they are going to go that way. And those that aren't, aren't. Six months in, I think people have made up their mind. Five four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven one six ten. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the show. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, Dave from Kennewick. Hi, Dave. What's up? When uh, when I was a young boy, uh, my parents always told me, taught me not to accept uh, gifts from strangers, especially don't get into a vehicle from a stranger. This is almost getting to feel like that. The more 
people push back a little bit, the more gifts they want to offer. And it just seems to get like it's getting more suspect on why, why such a hard push for this last little bit. Um, I'm pretty sure we've exceeded herd immunity uh, from what I've learned. So I don't know. It just seems like they're pushing a little, little too hard and offering off some awfully strange presents to get people to get these shots. Uh, what do you think? Appreciate Ooh. the call, Dave. Well, uh, I'll tell you, Dave, since you asked. Um, <laughs> what I think is is the the patience has expired for it being your choice, um, and that kind of that that's the way that it's been approached by uh, by many groups is is kind of not pushing too hard, encouraging, but still saying, you know, remember this is your choice. This is your choice. You know, what are the famous words? My body, my choice. <laughs> um, yes. So, you know, echoing that that statement, it is. But remember, when you're talking about the government, particularly a liberally run government, your choice is what they tell you is your choice. Your rights are what they tell you your rights are. If your rights agree with their rights, you're good. But if your right doesn't agree with the rights they think you should have, then not so good. Then they're going to make the choice for you. And that's what this is about. This isn't about you having the ability to decide if this is right for you. This is about them finally getting tired of waiting for you to make that decision, and they're going to tell you that you should make it by whatever process necessary. Maybe they'll come door to door, and they'll give you money to go get the shot. Maybe they'll give you money if you get the shot right there. So that way they'll bribe you into getting the shot, depending on what your situation is. Maybe they'll give you a pack of lottery tickets. Who knows? Will there be an incentive? Who knows? Maybe they'll just come to your door and try and bend your ear. But it'll be awfully interesting as the arguments begin on people's doorsteps who do not want to have this conversation. At what point in time do they call the police and say, I'm trespassing this person off my property? Yes, they claim to be a representative from the federal government, but it's my property. They're not leaving. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K&A. Your name, where are you calling from? Hey, fellas, it's Mike. What's going on, Mike? Well, a lot of things. Um, I, I I think that what you got going today is the eternal argument of if you're a conservative, I'm never going to change you into a liberal. And if you're a liberal, I'm never going to change you into a conservative. It's just not going to happen. Everybody knows smoking is bad for you. They can give you all the information, come to your door, ask you to quit, get your kids to ask you to quit. If you want to quit, you'll quit. And that's the way this vaccine thing's going. Um, they're trying to get people to change their leopard stripes. And it's not going to happen because there's too much fear. There's too much unknown. If you're in a position where you need the vaccine to go back to work, so that you can put food on the table, then you're in a different position than the guy that doesn't need that or uh, anti-vaxxer or whatever. It's just never going to change. The thing that bugs me the most about the whole deal is um, the liberal agenda of cram it down your throat, 
they want tolerance more than any other organization on the planet, but they ignore tolerance for every other person. And to me, that's hypocritical. Appreciate the call, Mike. Thanks very much. Five four seven one six ten. If you want to get involved, see the, one of the big issues, bigger issues as well, is that uh, you know mandating this and, and placing your future on it. As Mike mentioned, the place is saying, "Well, you have to have the vaccine to come back to work." You're threatening somebody's livelihood, whether or not they get something they may not agree with. It always ultimately is a choice for an adult. It's always ultimately and should be a choice for an adult. Back with more of the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509 547 1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547 1610 is the number if you want to get involved. Jason Hogue, agent with American Family Insurance. Hang out, get a hold of Jason today and talk to him about your policies. Are you happy with what you have? Do you think there's better out there? Could you get more for what you're currently paying? Or could you pay less for more? Well, you'll never know unless you contact Jason at his website, jasonhoke.com. Auto, life, homeowners, small business, farm insurance. You can ask Jason about Mike Kreidler's executive order and about the long-term care insurance that's coming your way as well. Uh, Jason may be able to give you some helpful advice in those avenues. JasonHogue.com, Jason Hogue with American Family Insurance. Um, talking about the uh, door-to-door vaccine salesman from the uh, United States government that could in the near future be coming your way. Yeah, door-to-door vaccine salesman. Now they're talking about it. It's, it's a possibility. They are hotly discussing that as a possibility. They want to increase the amount of people that have the vaccine in the U.S. because the president was a little upset by the fact that not nearly as many people have it as he thinks they should. Um, You know, I I find it fascinating um, because I think one of the real questions here that comes in is if someone comes and knocks on your door and says we'd – we would like to talk to you about your vaccination status. What are you going to do? Are you going to welcome them in? Are you going to tell them to get off your doorstep? I mean, what's here's what's kind of interesting in all of this. You know, we mentioned though, you know, at the end at the end of the last segment about the whole calling the police and saying that they're trespassing. But if you have a mortgage, there's a really good possibility the government's holding it. Yeah. So it's a good possibility that Fannie or Freddie is actually holding on to that mortgage for your home. You got to kick your landlord off your property, uh, or they come back and go, "Hmm, let's see, what do we do here?" But in all truth, um, it's now moving, as we said, past choice. It's now going to trying to persuade you. Uh, but this tactic has also been done in the past, hasn't it? <laughs> Sure has. <laughs> Why is it that it's Democrats? That get, this is what I. This is what I, I. I find funny. And 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 let me take the word Democrat. I try not to use the word Democrats. I try to use far left because not all Democrats are far left. So I don't want to. I don't want to say uh, Democrats. But the far left, they like to call conservatives all of the worst things in the book. But when they come up with a plan. The pages of history that they take it out of 
are the same pages of history they accuse the other side of being fond of. Projection is strong with them, let's just say. Uh, let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Mary from Kennewick. Hi, Mary. How are you? Where are they going? I'm good, but where are they going to get the workers to go do it? Because nobody wants to take a job right now. Oh, they'll take already existing. They'll they'll figure it out. They'll do it like they did with the census or or, or something along those lines. Well, they paid they paid people for the census, and that was before they had these unemployment laws. Well, they so could act. They, they could activate the national guard. I guess they could do that. Except for the national guard, are they still testing and vaccinating? Uh, not as much. No. Okay. Okay. Okay, so I guess it's the National Guard has got another job. Thanks. Bye. Appreciate it, Mary. I, I, can they can they mobilize the National Guard, or does that fall under the government, governor's purview? Well, I don't know. I'm I, sure that I, I'm sure that well, then they could activate another branch of the military or something. I mean, they they could. I mean. Get, get out of the get out of the the box thinking in this. You would you Rob do that? No, you would not. Would many of our listeners do that? No, probably not. But would would people who are desperate to prove a point, you know, do something, you know, if if the if the press secretary of the of the president of the United States is floating the idea out there that the that federal employees that they're considering sending out federal employees to educate unvaccinated people going quote door to door you don't think that that would be a huge jump to have law enforcement go with them or military to go with them to protect them they know if they go into if they go into places where vaccine hesitancy is strong chances are they're not going into friendly territory well and again here we are I'm not look- saying I hope that happens no. but let's be real about well, this well, well certainly and, and and again being real about it is the fact that the everybody who is already decided that they're going to get it is gotten it. I, I think that's e- got e- to be true. Even those that, that took their time like me mm-hmm. and, and needed uh, an, an additional reason, they've already gotten it. So it, it's not like you've got a bunch of people that are sitting there waffling right now going, gosh, I wonder if the line's too long. No. This whole thing about, you know, access to the vaccine, what a bunch of garbage. It is. It's there, garbage. Are, there are doses that are going to waste now, because they there's more supply than demand. Now, if you really want to hit a population, if they really want to go and they want to do that, go to rural areas because they're the ones that probably are having more difficulty with getting the vaccine than other places. But focus on the rural areas. You don't need to focus on other places if you want to do this. But I don't think this is a great idea because, number one, how much more federal money can you possibly waste? Number two, uh, how are you going? I mean, the process to set this up is going to take longer 
than it is to actually turn around and execute it. And what do you? What's the percentage of people you're going to get vaccinated? Probably less than ten. Speak your piece. Call 509-547-1610. More of the bottom line presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Bottom line news radio 610 KONA. It is Tuesday afternoon. 547-1610 is our number if you would like to get involved. Windermere Group One. 72soldtricities.com. Get involved with the program if you're going to sell your home. It's very simple. You talk to one of the experienced realtors with Windermere Group One. They'll share with you how many people that have been in the program have received multiple offers for their home and actually had to sit there and decide how much more money than they originally wanted to add or than they originally put their house up for they're going to get. Yeah, many, 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 many home sellers in this program have received thousands of dollars above the original asking price. Don't leave offers and don't leave money on the table. Talk to Windermere Group 1. Visit the website, 72soldtricities.com. So we got a message from the mobile app. Listening to the app poolside at Boulder Beach, Silverwood. Love the show, even on vacation. Well, thank you for taking us with you. We appreciate that very much. Nice. Have fun. That's a cool place. Oh, so I've heard. I have yet to be there. Yeah, I haven't been there, but uh, it's, I understand that Silverwood's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've we've taken the kids. I think the kids have been twice. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they love it. Well, that's cool. That's very cool. Um, so, speaking of the White House. Another another thing is flashed that should concern you, and that is how ill-prepared in the face of multiple ransomware attacks the federal government is. Um, there was a new ransomware attack. Hasn't been attributed yet. The, the White House is saying that um, they will take action if Russia doesn't. Uh, apparently, it is, going, it is being considered the biggest ransomware attack on record. Uh, the Kaseya ransomware attack. And it, it's, it's, it's really interesting. Um, this, this our evil gang who extorted $11 million from JBS after a Memorial Day attack, apparently infected thousands of victims in 17 countries on Friday, including the United States. Mm. Um, the ransom demands are up to $5 million. They're Apparently the speculation is they're keeping them lower to be able to cash in uh, from more countries. Um, you know... The the issue here is that, at least to me, this isn't new. This has been on the horizon for a while. Um, they they basically went through. This one's a little trickier, though. This one they went through a company that managed. IT infrastructure for multiple customers. 
So they didn't go with the businesses themselves. They went through the provider, and they got into the companies that way. Um, this needs to really be taken more seriously than it is. And when I say that, I mean not just finger-wagging and saying, well, we're going to go after Russia. How about you go after the hackers themselves? You know the name of the company. How about you try and find them? Okay, If Russia's a player, then Russia's a player. But it's obvious that Putin isn't pushing the button. I also find it incredibly intriguing that Biden is wagging a finger at Russia, but when you see other things that happen in other places, he's not holding other countries responsible or trying to hold other. And I am not defending Russia by any stretch of the imagination here. No, but if you're going to do that, then you you need to hold Iran responsible for the things that Iran's been involved with, which are China and everybody. Absolutely. China does more hacking than anybody else on the planet. But he's okay with that. But, he's not okay if Russia does. Well, of course. You know, because because here's the thing. You can leverage Russia. We don't owe Russia anything. What do we owe Russia? Do we borrow money from Russia? Do we get oil from Russia? Do we get product from Russia? How much product do we get from Russia? What would we what would we compromise if we cracked down on Russia. Yeah, what would we what would we potentially lose? Not much. Not nearly as much as China. And yeah. by the way, or Iran for By that the matter. way, we saw what happened last year. And in 2019 when you decide to go toe to toe with China. When you decide to stand up with China, stand up to China. How much did we really suffer? How much did we really suffer economically when we went toe-to-toe with China? I don't know that we did. Exactly. So we stood up to China. Now, individuals and individual entities... You mean to do do business with China? Right. Well, sure. They had had a problem with it. You know, LeBron James had a real problem with it. (laughs) Well, of course he did. (laughs) But, But the country as a whole did not. Because we're fairly self-sustaining, you know, for the most part. Yeah, we can get cheaper products from other countries, uh, not as well made, but cheaper by going the China route or something of that nature. But we're fairly self-sustaining country, which I know upsets a lot of people who want us to be a part of the global union. 547-1610, 509-547-1610. You can email the show. If you would like, you can do so by going to the website, 610kona.com, the bottom line page. Send us your question or comment. We can do both. We can be a part of the, uh, the global community. And still be independent. Sure. Um, I know that the, I know that a lot of the far left doesn't like that. No, they want us to be subservient to the one world, one you know, one world government that they would like to have created and led by George Soros. But we can be independent. We can be independent energy wise, which we used to be a lot more of until mm-hmm. you know January. Um, we can be independent of global society in many ways 
we can be financially independent if we just turned around and decided to be a little bit more responsible. It'll take a heck of a lot longer to get there, but we can be financially uh, more financially responsible and decrease our dependence on countries like China to float us money. Which, by the way, where's China get it? <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, I mean seriously, where does China get it? How are we borrowing all this money from China? Where where is China's money? How do we know that China's money is secure? How do we know that China's money is backed? So we're sitting there and we're on the hook for China for all this money. How do we know that their money is securely backed? How do we know that all the money we're borrowing from China isn't as tenuous as the money that we're spending? Which is, again, why I go back to why I go back to the point I keep bringing up. No one's collecting our marker because they'll put the entire global economy in the tank. That's right. So nobody's collecting markers from any country with a significant amount of money. No one's going to bankrupt a country, particularly us, because they know the global economy goes right down the toilet. Yeah, they would rather just have control over us. They don't they don't want to completely take over in the sense that, you know, like you said, collapse the United States. They would much rather be in a position of high influence and steering this country. In a certain way. And at the same time, as we, well, we're not looking for independence right now. As we said, we're looking for more codependence on other nations and organizations that don't have our best interest at heart. Um, but as we continue to achieve the independence, it makes us stronger as a country. Our strength, and, and you can, people will say what they want about the previous administration. But what they did do was they strengthened us domestically and internationally by creating and removing, by removing some of the codependencies that codependencies we had and increasing our independence, particularly on the energy front. Yes. That was the that was the most one of the most significant decisions was taking us back to being energy independent. Because that, in and of itself, gives us the ability to survive Mm -hmm. when things like Chinese hacks or Russian hacks or things like that occur. If we are energy independent, we can fortify ourselves, and we need to get back to that. But the far left doesn't want us to be in that position. Is there anything that you can think of, even, you know, as bad as some people think, the current situation is not to say that it won't get worse, but is there anything that we rely heavily for survival from another country? I don't know that there is again, are there cheaper alternatives in other from other countries than domestically purchased or produced quite possibly we make our own food here. We make our own energy here. Uh, We have the ability to create our own shelter here. Uh, We have a defense. We have our own uh, defense system uh, and military uh, to protect us. We we have the basic necessities already here. Again, now we're just talking more like cheaper alternatives. 547-1610-509-547-1610. Going to take a time out, give you a chance to get on board with us. This is The Bottom Line, News Radio 610-KONA. The Bottom Line, the only place that cares what you think. 
Call in now, 509-547-1610. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Bottom line, News Radio 610-K-O-N-A. The number's 547-1610. If you would like to get involved, we're going to go right to the phones right now. You're up on the show. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Sparky Umatilla. What's up, Sparky? Hey, hey on, this, on this vaccine thing, my wife and I, we're still on the fence because we hear this, we hear that. And can I, can I vent just a little bit, guys? That's what you we're know, here for, Sparky. Go on. You know... I'm not sure I can believe what my government is telling me. There should have been, there's so much wasted money, greed, corruption, litigation. There should have been desalinization plants in the L.A. area years ago. There's 70% of the earth is water. And and did you hear this the other day that somewhere in Europe, they're ordering hydrogen-powered buses that they can fill in seven minutes and Biden and everybody, they're pushing this electric electric thing, and you know the grid can't handle it. We are so, we got our heads in the sand. Okay, I'll let you go, guys. Appreciate the call. 547-1610, 509-547-1610. If you'd like to email the program, just go to our website, 610kona.com, the bottom line page, and send us your question or comment. Um, so many things have been discussed recently. Um And one of the things that I think is fascinating when it comes to the discussions around Joe Biden and something the mainstream media doesn't really want to talk about, but recently it raised an eyebrow when the former physician at the White House, Representative Ronnie Jackson, uh, he was the former White House doctor to President Barack Obama and to President Trump, um, he was asked to give President Trump a cognitive test, remember? Oh, yeah. And he did that and said that President Trump passed. Okay. Well, now he's proposing that President Biden take a mental acuity examination. Oh, my gosh. How how dare how you? How dare him? I know. But, you see, here's, the, here's what's at issue. It, it's, not, it's not because our media is ignoring it. That doesn't mean media around the world is... Ignoring uh, that it. is true. Uh, Sky News Australia said, "Quote that Joe Biden probably couldn't find his home or find his way home after dark." And uh, wait, Australian news? Australia? Said that? Okay, Australia. Interesting. Um, in fact, um, New York Post columnist Kyle Smith asked, "Quote whether it's safe for Biden to be near a pair of scissors." Oh my gosh. Um. Alan Jones, who is a host over in Australia, said suddenly the world's greatest power is in the hands of a slightly dazed bloke who looks like he's always waking up from heavy anesthesia. Oh, my goodness. It's clear there's no way that Joe Biden would pass a test to determine his cognitive ability or memory impairment. The disturbing thing here is that the free world depends on the United States as the unfree world gains momentum. And the free world is run by a bloke who most probably couldn't find his way home after dark. The greater concern is he would be replaced by the ideologically dangerous Kamala Harris. Wow. Interesting. Another Australian 
I thought, Andrew, I thought Australians were just so nice down there. Yeah. They, they've got the venom, don't they? Well, it's southern Canada, right? Um, <laughs> Andrew Bolt, who is also a host in Australia, said, quote, if Putin sees this footage, and I'm sure he will, what will he conclude about the guy leading the world's biggest superpower? I believe he realizes he isn't leading the superpower. We can rest assured the American political establishment has some degree of control over policy. I don't think Joe Biden does. But we're, we're, missing the, we're missing the biggest element in all of this, Rob. All that may be true, but at least there are no more mean tweets. Well, that's true. And apparently a new poll from the Trafficle Group found that 56.5% of American voters don't believe Biden is fully executing the duties of his office. Yeah. I that's that's been out there that uh you know if you if you've seen him interact you know he, they, everybody talks about the this group of people that are surrounding him well a lot of times it's as simple as either his wife Joe Biden or Kamala Harris um that seemed that seemed to be at least steering the presidency much more so than not. You know, look, every president, the the first lady has some sway, right? We know this. And in every presidency, the vice president has some sway over the presidency. We know this. But it just seems like Jill Biden and Kamala Harris have a little bit more than what we've seen in the past. I don't know. But clearly the rest of the world sees it. And there was there was that big you know uh, meeting of the allies in Europe that Biden went to. Mm-hmm. You cannot tell me that there were not whispers behind Joe's back in that in that setting. Oh, I bet there were. There has to have been. There has to have been. Let's squeeze one more call in before the end of the first hour. You're up on the show. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Sean calling from Benton City. Hi, Sean. Hey, so let's say, hypothetically, he takes this cognitive test and he fails. What would be the next step and how long would he remain in office? Well, the next step would be if the anybody wants Amendment. to, yeah, if anybody wants to push forward with the Twenty Fifth Amendment action, yeah, I don't think I don't think they will. Now, granted, it would be even though there is a there is a a smaller disparity in the House than there used to be, you still are going to need to convince every Republican to do this. I mean, this this is something that has not been this has never been approached. In, in removing a president from office because his mental acuity is not there. So you would need to convince Republicans to do something precedent-setting. This goes beyond political ideology. I mean, this is, this, this is history. Yes. This, this goes down in history that Joe Biden will go from being uh, the guy that 81 million people supposedly voted for to being the guy that got removed from office because 81 million people put a guy in cognitive decline in office. So what does that say? That that does that open up another can of worms into how he got elected in the first place? Hmm. 
Don't know. Because the mental decline didn't begin after November of 2020. That is for sure. Hour number two, straight ahead.